And now on the Business Radio X Network, another exciting episode with Jamie Overdove in Connecting Tucson with Jamie. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Connecting Tucson with Jamie Overturf, broadcasting from Tucson Business Radio X, situated here in the Stuart Titles corporate offices off of Broadway in Tucson, Arizona. Connecting Tucson is all about connecting our community, local businesses, and organizations to help our community grow and thrive. Today, we have two very special guests in the studio, Dave Perry, President and CEO of the Greater Oro Valley Chamber of Commerce, and Martin Reichkot. No, Reichgott? I'm not going to correct you on your show. Oh, my God. No, please correct me. (laughs) Reichgott. I've been pronouncing that, so I apologize. Um, He is the Director of Business Development for the Greater Oro Valley Chamber of Commerce, and thank you both for being on the show. So, first up, we have Dave, and I'm just going to give a little bit of brief background for each of you, and then we'll dive right in. How does that sound? Great. Perfect. So, Dave Perry who is the president and CEO of the Greater Ore Valley Chamber, has held that title for nine years running? Almost nine. Nine years in March. Nine. Okay. We'll give it to you. Nine years in March. (laughs) Prior to becoming the president and CEO, Dave spent more than 30 years working as a newspaper reporter, editor, and publisher in many different states. But ultimately, you ended up at the Explorer right here in the northwest Tucson area. Dave and his wife, Lisa, live in Oro Valley, where they enjoy hiking, biking, skiing, sports, music, writing, and so much more when the time allows, apparently. And Dave, thank you for joining us on Connecting with Tucson. Uh, Jamie, thank you for having us. Well, I'm, my pleasure. And right next to this fabulous gentleman is another awesome man, and I'm going to pronounce it Martin Reichgott. Very good, very good. Yes. That'll be the last time I say your name. <laughs> the rest from here on out, it's Martin. <laughs> and um, sitting next to Dave is Martin. He's been the director of the business, uh, business development for the Oro Valley Chamber of Commerce for the past three years. Previously, he spent the majority of his career managing nonprofits and coaching swimming, which makes him the perfect candidate for his current position, in my humble opinion. Martin originally is from the suburbs outside of New York City and has lived in many locations such as Chicago, Portland, then Alaska, and Arizona, which seem very different from each other, but I can see the good in both of those locations. You enjoy exercising, reading, and spending time with your wife, Amy, when the time allows as well. Thank you so much, Martin, for coming in and joining us on Connecting with Tucson. Right, and, and don't tell my wife that it's only when the time allows. <laughs> it's, a, it's a priority, I assure you. <laughs> All right, Amy, you heard it first here. It is a priority. He makes that happen. So we have a very informative show ahead of us. We're going to talk a little bit about Aurora Valley, the Chamber of Commerce that we got there, the positions, duties, things, goals. So let's just dive right in, and if it's okay with you, Dave. I'm going to start with you with the questions. How about that? That'd be great. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Dave, and what that path was like leading you up to becoming the CEO of the Oro Valley Chamber of Commerce. Jamie, I was a newspaper guy, mostly in small town Wyoming for many years. And at one point in my career, I ran a small town daily in a place called Rollins, Wyoming, great little town, hard scrabble, but wonderful people there. And I used to be a big fish in a small pond. I was the chair of the chamber board in Rollins for two and a half years. And uh, I came to Tucson and I ran the Explorer for three years. And when that opportunity ended, I was a freelance writer and loved being a freelance writer, but it wasn't going to pay the bills. So the position came open, advertised to be the next CEO of our chamber. And I said to Lisa, I think I bet I could do that job. And 
applied for it. And uh, again, if they don't change the locks, it'll be nine years in March. And it's been really a terrific experience. I've had a great time. Our members like yourself are terrific and supportive of us. And and a lot of the skills kind of translate. You know, you talk about what do you do in a newspaper? Well, you you cover your community. You pay attention to the place that you live. You help people. And, and I think those are values that I find in the chamber work as well. And that's been made it rewarding. You know, we are an organization of service. We're here to help our members. And, and that's where the reward comes from. You know, I was going to ask you, like, how do that how does that correlate going from the newspaper to the Chamber of Commerce? But that just is a great tie-in. It's all about service, really getting to know the community. So as a newspaper reporter, were you at, or were you a reporter, or did you just do like a columnist? What, well, what no, I started as a reporter, and okay. then I became a news editor, and then I was a editor of a small town daily in a place called Riverton, Wyoming, for 12 and a half years. Then I published and edited a small town newspaper in Rollins for 11 and a half years. And those were terrific, challenging, difficult, but rewarding jobs. And and you learn a lot about the place that you live. And I think that's what the chamber also allows us to do. I 100% agree. Now, such an interesting path. So ultimately, why become a part of the chamber then? Uh, I like to be part of what's going on in a community. I, I like to try to help lead a place and to... Um, be a voice for people who may not have one otherwise. Okay. I, I like to see the places that I live thrive and move forward, and both of those careers help do that thing. You know, we've seen Oro Valley prosper over the last eight and a half years, and I have precious little to do with it, but I feel like we do have some influence, and, and we do make a difference for our members, and in turn, our members make a difference in their own communities. So, you know, good business and good community go hand in hand, and we want to support both of those things. Tell me a little bit about being that voice for people who can't be the voice. What does that look like for you? It's work. Uh, you know, I go to a lot of meetings. I, <laughs> I go to more public meetings than just about anyone in Oro Valley. I have good working relationships with leaders in government, uh, very regularly meeting with our mayor, with our town manager, our economic development manager. In fact, he has a seat on our board of directors now. And we're always listening to what they see and need and then observing and, and making sometimes candid comment about what we think would be best for business and best for the community at large. So like a liaison. So you're able to kind of hear both sides. It is like a liaison. And I often am com communicating concerns that I hear from business people about government. You know, here's a thing I hear. Here's a direction that would be helpful to business. And we respectfully hope that you'll give that consideration. And, and it's always a respectful conversation. You know, we don't pretend to have all the answers, but we do have a perspective and we hope that it is appreciated. Well, that is, I think, wonderful because as a small business owner myself, sometimes I feel like my voice is not heard and having sure. somebody on my side that can at least express those concerns, I think, is refreshing. So I, I appreciate everything that you do as oh, well. Thank you. Now, you may get this or you may not get this, and maybe it's just a Jamie question, but I've always wondered, what does the CEO and president of a chamber actually do? 
(laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Many many people wonder that, and I'm still figuring it out myself. (laughs) You know, I I am responsible for running the business primarily. You know, we are a business. I pay people money. We have rent. We have insurance. We have the the same costs that you would incur in your business. Okay. So that's a primary function of mine. Um, I do a lot of selling, honestly. I'm always talking about the value and benefit of being a chamber member and and try to make sure that our members find value in their investments. Um, I think I also answer to a board of directors. You know, we have a 17-member board with one ex-officio position, and those people have responsibility for the overall um, performance and activity of the chamber as well. And so there's a monthly board meeting. In fact, we have a board meeting tomorrow afternoon. Oh, that sounds like fun. It's it's actually not too bad, but there's a, a volume of preparation that goes into that. You know, I meet with the bookkeeper every month or every week, rather, and and we talk about bills to pay and where our finances are and stuff like that. So there is that business operation component to it. And then there's also, as we talked about, the 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 benefit and the value of providing service to members and mm-hmm. Martin and I spend a lot of time meeting with our members attempting to uncover what their needs are and then fulfill them in whatever way we can and you know our chamber has 580 members which is great and no small credit to Martin he's done a terrific job for us but our challenge is that every single member needs and wants something different no two members are alike So we are out there uncovering needs and saying, here's what we could do to help fill that gap or address that concern or make that connection for you. you, Well, you are making a difference. I can tell you that I have spoken to a lot of the... The, the members myself, as I am, as you so eloquently put, a member of the Ore Valley Chamber, and I happen to say it's one of my favorite chambers. Um, so I will get into more of that in the later part of our uh, podcast, but you are making a difference, and thank you for all that you do for not only the chamber, but I think the community, and that's a big thing. We're going to get into that later as well. Um, I never really knew all that went into being a board member, so it's kind of like, how how does like the board members and the people that are appointed keep the engagement not only of their chamber members, um, but keep organized for that fact. So you got to keep the engagement of like people like me to keep coming to your events. How do you keep that positive and keep people coming? It's a challenge. And, and, uh, <laughs> Is it that herding cats commercial? It's kind of herding cats. You know, we, we talk about network development as one aspect of what we do. You know, we are not exclusively a networking organization, although we do put on three networking mixers a month. We put on three major events a year. And yes, with the, the participation is important and members that come to that stuff find value. Our challenge is to say to members, you don't have to come to stuff. There's other things that we can do on your behalf that can make you more efficient, provide you information about opportunities, uh, make connections for you that you nice. may not otherwise have. And that's more of a passive benefit. It doesn't happen at a mixer or at a major It doesn't happen if you just go one time either. No, that's true. That's right about that. You are absolutely right. I mean, to me, it's about surrounding yourself with good people, people that want to help you, people that have a vested interest in you. And that actually brings me over to Martin, who's probably someone that helps you greatly in your day-to-day. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Martin, tell me a little bit about yourself and what led you to become the Director of Business Development for the Greater Aurora Valley Chamber of Commerce. 
Well, I was fortunate because when it was time for a career change for me, I was actually connected to Dave through a, a mutual professional acquaintance. And it was at the right time where they were looking for the position. And Dave interviewed me and we had some conversations and it really seemed like the right fit as far as personality wise, office culture, and then understanding the goals and, and being willing to learn from Dave as to what the chamber does, what the vision is, and then what piece I played in that. So uh, like you mentioned, I would manage nonprofits, uh, whether it was a standalone 501c3 or a program within a larger organization. Like uh, previous to this job, I was mm -hmm. at the JCC here in Tucson okay. running a program there. So that understanding of customer service and listening to families or people uh, and really hearing and asking questions as to what their needs are is translatable to what I do now. Okay. And go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. So I was just going to say that brings me right into what is it that you actually do as a uh, business or director of business development? You know, I'm chiefly responsible for communicating, connecting with potential new members of the chamber and current members of the chamber. And so it is a lot of what do you need? What are your concerns? How can we be of service? So a day for me might involve a meeting with somebody who has expressed interest in joining the chamber and wants to know more about it. Uh, a current member who might have some new staff and we need to refresh the relationship so they know what services we offer or they might be going through a marketing change and need to express to us, educate us, so then we can talk about them behind their back in a good way. Uh, and I love it. And answering emails. We get a lot of communication. We have people coming through the front door. And you know, we have four members of our team. And we're all assigned certain topics, but everybody helps in a certain way. So I'm chiefly a communicator, a connector, and I try to answer as many questions as possible. Okay. So the two of you make a great pair and good team. I see you guys out in full force, but you guys aren't the only two that are a part of this. Who else, how else does the Chamber of Commerce structured? Who else, like, how does that play a key part? And either of you can answer that. Sure. Well, we have four total members of the team. Okay. And Kristen Sharp is our events director, and she's been with us for about seven months now. And her chief responsibilities are the organization, the promotion of our events, whether it's our three biggest events of the year, including State of the Town, our annual meeting. She also organizes all of our mixers, and we average three networking opportunities a month. Uh, she is also the other half of the newsletter team, uh, putting Does together the graphics, putting together the communication, uh, updating memos for us. Uh, so, And then all of us do go out and talk to current members, new members, okay. and you know, talk about the needs. So as far as a major bulk of what we do, the events director is in charge of you know, really a pillar of what the chamber does, which is reaching out and advocating for the, the membership and the community. And then Dwayne Macklin is our member services director, and he is this behind the scenes master. He's really this unsung hero. That is hero. a great title for him, behind I, the scenes master. He is, and, and Dwayne gets on the phone and calls people 
hey, your email is bouncing. Is that a new staff person? Is this person still there? And that really helps us to create value when we keep up the communication and make it current. Uh, he answers people's questions when they come in the door. He's always fulfilling requests, which is a foundational piece for us to demonstrate value to the community. I think um, he is wonderful as well as Kristen. I, I don't know how you four do all that you do in what seems like in a small little month, you guys jam pack everything full and it's just wonderful. I love it. Um, but on a side note, I know a lot of people, they've heard about chambers and they've heard about networking groups. And a lot of people think that the chamber is just a large networking group. Um, for me, um, I think it is so much more, but Dave, what do you think? I'll tell you a story about this time of year where we are sort of the de facto visitors center for Oro Valley and winter visitors, some of them visiting for several months, some of them looking to relocate to the community. They come in and it's pretty steady parade and we saw several of them just this morning. They ask questions about what to do during the winter time and we make referrals there of course. And then they ask, what's it like to live here? And can I find a place for a few months during the wintertime? And we speak with enthusiasm about Northwest Tucson and Oro Valley. And, and it's, it's a real function. We, I know of people who have moved to Oro Valley because they came to us and said, can you give us information? And so they have ultimately made the decision to relocate to our community. And, and it's a, it's a, credit to us frankly I, we don't take a lot of credit for things but you but, should pat yourself on the back uh, that is that is actually a very that's huge i but, mean but, they come to you to talk to you to get to know information about the community schools churches or whatever else is in that neighborhood sure. and you're the ones that are giving them the information we, so. ser we serve as a front door if you will to oro valley and do so proudly and and we would like to expand upon that service actually we get a lot of in, in of inquiries rather from emails about hey thinking about coming and we send relocation packets and visitor packets to people at no charge and Duane takes care of all of those things as well so there's a lot of things that we do that people don't see uh, you know providing I had mm -hmm. a contact today with a, a guy who's thinking about joining the chamber he has an office location and he's thinking about a different office location. And I actually reached out to him and cautioned him and said, make sure your ducks are in a row before you sign a piece of paper. We think that we want businesses to come to Oral Valley and have a positive experience. And we can make some introductions and share some information that can be beneficial to them as they make that crucially important decision. So that's a lot of the stuff that we do that people don't necessarily see. So I love that. Um, it's more than just a networking group. It's more than just, honestly, a referral group. It's more like, to me, family. Um, you're going you're gonna to sit there and you're going to talk well about your family. You're going to talk them up, what they can do for you, how they can do that. You might not um, know everybody that's in the community, but you strive to go and know everybody in the community. And if somebody says, hey, I've got this question, where should I go to work out? Here we go. I've got three or four different places. Well, what kind of workout are you trying to do? Are you trying to do cardio? Are you trying to do weightlifting? And you probably have an answer for every single one of those. Am I right? Or we're going to de facto that one to the workout expert over there, Martin. <laughs> yeah, don't don't tell the people I work out with that I'm an expert. They'll they'll question that. Uh, oh, but I want to I want to reiterate some things that Dave said. Okay. You know, when when I talk to people about the chamber, we do talk about the networking. Mm -hmm. We really highlight those connections and. 
you know, getting on that keyboard and introducing people. And we, we really believe that strong business builds strong community. And so we make sure that they're advocates for the community. Mm -hmm. And the, the fact that Dave meets with the mayor every four to six weeks, uh, that he's asked to come and speak and listen, it's more than getting together and exchanging cards. Yep. We are ingrained in the community and we facilitate things and that voice is much deeper. And oftentimes when people say, I belong to a networking group, uh, what's the value here? We're honest. And we say, if you're only looking for a networking group, you know, we provide so much more Let's and go we're there. looking for something else. There are so many chambers out there. There are so many networking groups. Let's just let's just ask the question. What sets Oro Valley Chamber of Commerce apart from any of the other networking groups or chambers out there? Well, first of all, they all do a terrific job. Exactly. And um, we pride ourselves on being a high touch chamber where we want to be in connection with you. We want to learn what you need. We want to help you. I'll give you an example, Jamie. Please. I had a meeting with a client the other day and um, she, we got into talking about her family and her child is having some struggles with math mm. and who doesn't that, I mean, I became a newspaper guy because I was told there would be no math, but, but <laughs> I, said, I said, I said, I said, you know what? I know someone who might be able to help you. So I introduced this young lady to one of our tutoring businesses in our chamber. And I just got email back from her yesterday that said her, she's bringing her daughter in this afternoon. Thank you for making that connection. And, and, and the strength of any organization like ours, it's not staff, it's the power of doing business with one another and getting mutual benefit out of it. That, that's the greatest reward when we see a client who has a need indirectly related to business and we have a member who can help them. And, and those people are getting together now. And I think that that relationship will go beyond the tutoring of this young girl. So, so that is just so, that's what I get my jazz from is making that sort of a connection and seeing those two people get benefit. And then they, they're, all of our members are great and they write me a thank you. Hey, just wanted to thank you for doing that. And, and, but, the, but what that requires is more depth of understanding than a casual exchange of business cards and I'll give you a call sometime. Exactly. It's got to be deeper them. than that. And, and that's what we're about. So I love that. Martin, anything to expand on? I think Dave hits the nail on the head. And each chamber has a specialty for their community and a contribution to greater Tucson. Right. Everybody's in it together for Tucson. We're advocating for growth, for quality of life, and we're part of that puzzle. Obviously, our best footprint is in Oro Valley, mm -hmm. but everybody has a piece to make this community better. And if we act on that, if we use our keys, then all of Tucson's gonna benefit. 100% agree. If we all do our piece and we all actually take the time to, I think, get to know our neighbors, I think that's kind of what is, in my view, kind of lacking. I remember back in the 80s, we'd all open our doors for people to come in. And now when somebody knocks on the door, we're like peeking through the window, like, should I open this door? Do I need to open this door? Who's out there? It's like that mentality. I, I'm trying to get it shifted because I think if we're all in there and we just do one positive change a day, it can make a huge difference. It's just about going above, above and beyond 
making a connection with your neighbor, making a connection with the person walking across the street. Don't just say, hey, I'm, I'm Martin. I'm with the chamber. Here's my card. Call me if you have any questions. Sure. And, and to elaborate on that, Jamie, if you look at today's digital world, we are connected digitally, but not personally. And, and mm -hmm. we think we think that people crave that personal connection where, for example, I get a mom and her kid in to see a, a, a tutor for math. I mean, they, people want that and they want to go to somebody that they trust and that they know who can say, you're going to benefit by making this introduction or meeting this person. And that's what we both try and Kristen and Duane as well is to build quality relationships that we can help each other. And and it's it's never been more important in my view. I could 100% endorse that. And everything that the Greater Ore Valley Chamber does is not only to help, I think, build our community. They, they do their part and they don't just talk the talk, you guys walk the walk, and that makes it probably one of the main reasons that I, I joined you, your uh, your chamber. But I do have a, a three-part question, so either of you can field this one, softball. Um, who would be an ideal candidate for the Ore Valley Chamber? Can anyone? Can it be an individual? Can it be a business? And do they have to live in Oro Valley in order to be a part of the chamber? So we're really happy you asked the questions because those are common and they don't often reach us. <laughs> People assume you have to live in Oro Valley. You have to have a business in Oro Valley. It goes back to what we talk about where everyone in this greater Tucson community is in it together. So you do not need to live in Oro Valley. You do not need to work in Oro Valley to be a member of the chamber. So anyone who wants to do business in and with, we're happy to help. And so there's no true ideal candidate. That's why we have a sit down conversation. Even if somebody that we haven't met signs up online for the chamber, literally the first thing we do is pick up the phone and say, when would you like to have coffee so we can learn more about you? It's about the logical fit on how we can be of service. And if we don't know what the business needs, we can't claim that we can be of service. So an ideal candidate is someone who can express what their needs are, ask a lot of questions, continuously ask for help, right? Don't sign up and then a year later say that wasn't of value. Please ask for our help and we're happy to help. And so that I guess would be the ideal candidate, someone who interacts with us and then we can demonstrate that value so they renew. Love it. Love it. So you don't have to technically be a business is what I'm hearing. Well, you don't. We actually have recently we've had a member or two that have joined up and they've used it either to do a, a search for employment, to oh. interact with the community, maybe to, vi uh, to find some volunteer opportunities. And so it, it becomes a little bit of a social outlet as well as potential employment. Uh, we actually have somebody who is a self-published author. And so that's a little bit different than working for a financial institution. Mm -hmm. And she finds value. We sat down and she said, this is what I'm looking for from my membership. So as long as we can understand and help, we're happy to be creative. And then certainly there are certain industries where an individual can come in because our membership is done based on the number of employees that a business has, we do often get that question as to what the fees would be. 
So that's another reason why we have the conversation. Certainly an individual realtor can join the chamber. An individual insurance agent can join the chamber. But one employee from a 500-person company is, is different because we know we can provide value for the different segments in that community, in that business. And we would not be able to serve all of our members if we had 585 total individual members. <laughs> that would be, you'd, you'd need more Christians. <laughs> uh, already we need more Christians. Already, yes, yes. Agreed, totally. <laughs> uh, so um, that kind of, you, you've kind of touched on this, but let's just say, um, what can a member expect uh, once they join? Um, what kind of support can they expect, not only from you, but from the chamber itself? Well, we try to keep you informed, first of all. And, you know, because of my newspaper career, we do a digital newsletter every Friday. It lands in your inbox. Yes, you we do. We have about 1,900 subscribers or people who get that through their emails. And, and we think that that is a source of information. Some of that information may be opportunities for our members. We certainly want them to be abreast of what we know about what's happening in our community and, and, and try to tie for them. I, sometimes I think of it, it's a lead sheet, honestly. Here's a new business coming to town, or here's somebody that just had a ribbon cutting. Walk on in and say hi, and build your own relationships within the community. So that's, You don't have to wait for the mixers, and that's what I that's love right. about that, that's right. you, you Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. That's, no, but no, you don't have to wait. It, it, you, chamber membership gives you entree to a certain extent to walk in and say, hey, welcome, glad to have you here. How can we help you? And again, we talk about that, as Martin mentions frequently, that community of members that we have and how we can help everybody's boat rise. You know, a lot of people are mission supporters of ours, Jamie. They want a voice for business. They want to see somebody who's advocating for growth. They may not avail themselves of our services, but they support the fact that we're out there, you know, representing the voice of business, trying to make sure that our community continues to thrive. And we appreciate those people as well. And we appreciate you. Well, thank we'll you. That, that and, and, and so so we have a whole bunch of different ways that we can touch members and assist them. But to elaborate on what Martin said, our favorite members are the people who ask us for help because then we can demonstrate that so value. That's what we're so here refreshing. To do. I, it's, it's usually the opposite that I found. It's this, the, they, like when you do ask for help, it's usually not getting the information back and you guys are so qu quick, you're accurate, you ask the questions, the follow-up questions if I'm not 100% there and I love that about you guys. You. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Connecting Tucson with Jamie where we focus on connecting our community, local businesses, and organizations to help our community grow and thrive. As your local insurance professional for all insurance needs, I know how important it is to make new and lasting connections right here in our own community. You never know how a connection will create a spark or pull you in a unique direction you weren't even thinking of. If you are a small business owner or involved in a community project and you would like to be featured on the show, please feel free to give me a call. All of my information is on TucsonBusinessRadioX.com and I would love, love, love to hear from you. We were just talking with Dave and Martin from the Greater Oro Valley Chamber, and I have to say I'm surprised to hear everything that you guys do. 
I honestly thought I knew it all, but there's been some kernels that I've pulled, so that's great. I'm sure there's many other people that are thinking the same thing, like they didn't really understand what, what does the chamber do or what can they do for me, which leads me to think that there's probably some misconceptions out there about what a chamber actually does. So what would you say are the most common misconceptions that you get um, that people are talking to you about? And softball to either of you. <laughs> I think a lot of what we do is educating the community. And uh, sometimes it depends on whether somebody grew up in a community with an active chamber. It also depends on what that chamber did in their community. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, when you talk about misconceptions, a lot of what we hear is not even misconceptions, is what does a chamber do? And so for us, it's explaining to different generations how we can be of value. And like you said, you know, the market does have a lot of networking groups. A lot of people are active in making connections. And so for us to educate people one-on-one -on -one and say the chamber is working for you so that your business can grow within the community it is wonderful. And different chambers have different goals. Mm -hmm. So what are the misconceptions? I would rephrase that question to uh, a lack of knowledge and that's what we're doing is we're trying to reach out whether coming here or educating people through social media but mostly it's it's word of mouth when we do our jobs and when we do a good job uh, we feel people hear about it I 100% uh, agree that actually, oh, sorry, go no, ahead. No, no, I, I was going to, I'll tell you a misperception is that people think we're part of the government. Oh. <laughs> they do. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, you're talking about a board of directors, so. Sure, we're not part of government. In Oro Valley, We our chamber has a contract for services with the town of Oro Valley, and we earn the money. It's not free money. But we're not, we don't work for them, mm -hmm. at least not in a literal sense. Uh, we work with them, and we try to accomplish similar goals together. Now, here's an example of that is I go out on business retention and site visits with Margie Adler, the economic development specialist for the town of Oro Valley, who does a great job. And we just go door to door and say, how are things? What are you, what's keeping you up at night? How can we do something to help you? Do you know about this or that? And, and, and that's a service that we provide to members and non-members alike. You know, we cut ribbons in Oro Valley for every new business, regardless of whether they're a member. That's what we told the town that we would do. So we support things like, well, we didn't do it this, this year. We haven't been asked. Last year, we put up money to help bring uh, the soccer team, the New York Red Bulls, came to Oro Valley and stayed at El Conquistador Tucson. I remember that. And, and together, the Hilton El Conquistador, the town of Oro Valley, and the chamber put up the incentive money to get this hotel stay from the Red Bull soccer team. And they're going to do an exhibition again this year in Naranja Park. And that's, that's using our resources to bring business directly to our community. And we do that more frequently than people might realize. Well, I have to say that I didn't know that was coming, so I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that comes to fruition. But, yeah, I can see where they would think that you are the government because, I mean, you do sit with, like, what, the mayor, you said? Every... Yeah, we meet with Joe Winfield every month, meeting with him this Thursday, and town manager Mary Jacobs that. as well. So as we're talking about, you know, um, these misconceptions, um, 
obviously you said going out and just dealing with them and talking to them, informing them. How are you informing them versus just going out? How, if someone wants to know what the chamber does, where can they go or who can they ask? You know, I think one, they can always call and just have a meeting, which is always valuable. We certainly have the website at oralvalleychamber.com. Uh, we have, I, I don't know the right adjective. We have a social media presence um, because there's a 47-year-old male in charge of it. I would not <laughs> say that it's trending. Oh, uh, come on. Give him some. <laughs> give him a little bit of credit. He's the behind-the-scenes master. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, asking questions is always valuable. Okay. And a lot of the times we reach out when we send information to people who aren't members because it's within the community. Uh, Oracle Road is having construction, and we've reached out to quite a few businesses along that corridor who are not members but will be part of that project, and they probably didn't know. We organized a transportation meeting uh, with businesses along Oracle Road and RTA in order to talk about ways for employees to come up. So a lot of what we do uh, a public policy every month is bring speakers and talk to people and at the same time we're doing as we're telling about ourselves okay so you touched on social media and I, I will tell you um, being an entrepreneur or a small business owner in this day and age is not easy we wear so many different hats from um, finances to accountants to owner to you know HR human resources hiring firing we've got to dig into the nitty-gritty what tax laws apply to us which you know all of these other types of laws and so 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 much more and I'm sure you've seen your fair share of businesses come and go does the Oro Valley have uh, Oro Valley Chamber have some type of mentorship program for entrepreneurs and if not what do you guys do specifically for new businesses that are coming in to maybe help them or guide them to field all of the stuff that they may not know that they need to know? We don't have an entrepreneurship program per se, but when new businesses come to us, we say, have you taken care of your insurance needs? Do you have a financial um, advisor? Have you done any strategic planning? What's your marketing consideration? And we know those people and we try to connect folks that way. We, we, we know that we are, we've come a long way as a chamber. We have a long way to go. And that entrepreneurship piece is something that we have to further develop. I think a business would benefit from coming to see us simply to have us ask those questions. And if there are voids in the answers, we can say, here's some people that you might want to go speak with, or here's a guy I know, or here's an office space that you might take a look at. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting old and, and I can help. I've had those experiences as well of managing payrolls and figuring out my tax obligations and stuff. And I can provide some counsel that way. But we, we have a terrific network of people who are experts in different things and we want to try to direct you to those people we're not the experts jamie right. but we know the people who can help answer the questions so maybe we get a group together that can help new businesses as you know that's a good idea you know, you know a thing that we've done is 
we used to have standing committees and we used to have a monthly breakfast and a monthly luncheon. And we found that the market didn't respond to those things anymore. You know, we were making a hundred phone calls to get 40 people to come mm. to a breakfast. Now we have a mixer breakfast and we'll get 50 people to come for wow. five bucks. And, and we don't have to do as much work, honestly, to get them there. And that fulfills a networking function. I do think that we have to do more education of members and let the pendulum swing back toward, for example, customer service. Customer mm -hmm. service is an enormous challenge. And this coming spring, we will do a customer service workshop where people can come in and hear from an expert and say, here are some of the things to think about as you train your frontline people in helping the customer. And that's an ongoing need that we will attempt to fulfill. Well, I think you're doing a good job and you're on the right track, in my opinion. So. Thank you. You always take suggestions, which I really like as well. Well, we have to. I mean, <laughs> you know, nobody goes to college to run a chamber of commerce. <laughs> I went to college to be Bob Woodward, for God's sake. And for those of and you who don't you know, are. Bob Woodward was, was one of the newspaper reporters who helped report on Richard Nixon. But anyhow, uh, you know, I've, I'm still learning as I go in my 64th year here. And Martin has been great in bringing his perspective on what can we do? How can we amplify the services that we provide? So let's just, what are some goals that the Chamber has for 2020? What are some of your goals? You know, we're always we're always reinforcing the core mission. Okay. And what is your core uh, mission? And the core mission is to be of value for our members. Okay. And we are always working to be better at that. You know, and, and because of that, we want to see more retention of members. We know that we're demonstrating value if people renew their membership. If they have not seen value, we generally place the blame on ourselves that we did not connect, we did not you know, show them why maintaining their membership is better for their business. So our number one goal is to demonstrate value so people stay connected. That strengthens our chamber, that strengthens the community. Okay. So everything really grows from that goal. Okay. Agreed. And and let me let me tell you a couple of specific things that are happening with us. Just about to ask. We we are gonna uh, outsource our social media. Ooh. We're going to hire a company that's going to take care and manage strategically our LinkedIn. We're going to, we don't even have a LinkedIn page now. We're going to start a LinkedIn page. They're going to manage our Facebook, manage our Twitter, and then make suggestions to us on other social media that we should use. They're also going to update content on our website. And the reason we're doing that is because we recognize that we don't have the capacity or the expertise internally to take care of those needs. We're three and a half positions at our chamber. I don't have the money to say, you're the social media person and dedicate those resources. And that could in fact be instructive to other small businesses that may be listening. We've just come to the conclusion that social media and website management are important. It's better for us to outsource at a reasonable price to an expert rather than try to take it on ourselves. Another thing that we're about to do, and we may make this decision as soon as tomorrow, we're rebranding our image. We're going to have Ooh. a new logo, and it's going to be pervasive throughout all of our communications. We have a good brand, Jamie, and, and people like you help reinforce that. Brand is what people say about you, and we're good at that. 
but the images that we project about our brand are not strong. They're out of date. So we've hired a company. Relevance. We've got a terrific new look, and we think it's going to be sharp, sharp and modern and powerful and speak directly to our core strength geographically, which is Oral Valley. You know, I said years ago when I came, we have to be really good within a footprint, if you will, because I got eight other chambers doing a great job all around me, but I have to be better than they are within this geographical space. And this new rebranding is going to reinforce that, hey, you want to do business in Oro Valley? You want to connect in Oro Valley? Come talk to us. Well, I can't wait to see that. So I'm kind of excited. So speaking of those changes, are there any new new business changes that are happening? Oh, my gosh, there's a ton going on. And I'll let Martin talk specifically about Oro Valley Marketplace, where yeah. we see some terrific opportunities. Yeah, and we're very excited. Oro Valley Marketplace was purchased by a local company uh, a couple of months back, and a couple of reasons why that's exciting. Obviously, a local company has a vested interest. You know, They see every day if a storefront is empty and, and what that means for a community. Mm -hmm. And this is... Another sign, it's the same company that purchased another uh, retail area in Oro Valley. So it's an investment in our community in, in a marketplace that some people say is, is going out of style. And so these companies come in and they are reimagining what the Oro Valley marketplace might look like. And it's the ability to answer some smart growth questions in Oro Valley. And so that kind of investment, not only fiscally, but emotionally in a community means that people see what we see, mm -hmm. the potential in Oro Valley. And so when we talk with all the employers surrounding Oro Valley Marketplace, they're equally excited because there's always going to be this, this ripple effect when large employers in medical or biotech are recruiting employees. You know, we're selling our community and they're selling their community. So the more people invest in Oral Valley, the more potential employers, the more potential businesses come here and make it just a dynamic place to live. So that investment in the marketplace, which we'll hear more and more as they work through, uh, through and with government, is going to be an exciting smart growth investment. So you talk about smart growth, but I've I've had a lot of people come and tell me that you know Oro Valley really isn't growing. So talk to me about is it? What do you guys see for the future and the plans and how has it gone in the past? It's gone through a lot of changes already just in the time that I've been there. Sure. Um, and quite frankly, I've seen some growth, but. Where are we now? Well, we'll build about 220 houses a year. That's been the trend in Oro Valley the last several years. Marana builds 700 houses a year. Marana's on top of each other, rooftop on rooftop, <laughs> and good for them. That's what they. That's what their model is. You're not is. a Marana. We're not a Marana. We we have about a third the land area that Marana has. So and it's more it's more expensive to develop property in Oro Valley. We have a to confined space. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It's got limited access to transportation, for example. You know, the marketplace, as they, as they think about this for a minute, we all know that retail is challenged. And, 
know, I'm going to go down swinging for big for local retail. I want to see local retail be successful, but it also needs critical mass where there's True. more people living there. And you know, we support apartment growth, for example. We want to see more multifamily development in our community because be we need it. And you know, I, I I hear the complaint about how Oro Valley doesn't have enough good restaurants. And I say to those people, you want more good restaurants, you got to let the place grow. You know, there's something called summertime that's really difficult on many businesses, but in particular restaurants. <laughs> so, so the marketplaces, the owners of the marketplace are going to come with some aggressive ideas for redevelopment. And I guarantee you, we're going to be out there saying yes. We got to find ways to say yes to these new ideas that will help us prosper. And I want to add to what Dave is saying. I think sometimes, um, you know, growth. When we're talking about mm -hmm. sheer numbers exactly. is what people visualize. But what's really happening in Oral Valley is some creative thinking. And that's what's exciting. Oral Valley Marketplace is some creative thinking and reimagining of space. The uh, economic development director for the town of Oral Valley has made some proposals that talk about reimagining existing space. And that's what we talk about really with the smart growth in Oral Valley. It's I not... Like it sprawl we obviously need houses and we obviously need people to eat at restaurants and shop at retail space we also have enough space that it doesn't have to be a hundred thousand people it can be reimagination so that services are provided for the community in a way that makes everybody happy and people still want to live in oral valley and so that's different than sheer put them up chopping down ironwood trees and exactly. th that's an important difference sure i live there i live there my wife and i have lived in oral valley for 13 years now we love oral valley and we care about it we don't want to see oral valley get scraped and destroyed but there's no standing still jamie either a community grows or it shrinks that's mm -hmm. the choice there's no static basis for any place in this country honestly and i i want to talk for a minute about there's a confluence of things happening in Oral Valley that I am terrifically excited about. There are three of them. Roche Tissue Diagnostics now has 1,800 people on its campus, and it is the, wow. the world leader in cancer diagnostic technology. And they are an amazing business. They do huge numbers of sales right in our own town. And they are here to stay, I believe, and we have to do everything we can to nurture them. About a mile down the road from Roche's campus, the U of A is going to open the U of A Center for Innovation Oral Valley, which is an incubator accelerator project to get the next great startups going. Our chamber has committed and we've paid $5,000 a year toward the operation of that facility. And some of it, frankly, is a symbol. Our $5,000 is only a fraction of the needed cost. But we said we want to support this thing. We want this thing to be successful. The third thing that's happening this summer, the U of A will open its veterinary college in Oral Valley. That's what I had heard. I was the vet ask school about is that. coming and it will have, I believe, up to 50 faculty and staff. The first cohort of students is 100 students. 
They'll start class this August. Eventually, there'll be three cohorts of 300 total students. Now, that brings the critical mass piece that Martin and I were talking about, but it also brings smart people with ideas who might go to the incubator or who might work with Roche, and it's all within about four miles of each other. And I say that nothing bad will happen from that juxtaposition of those different enterprises. And we think that we are on the cusp of embracing this knowledge economy, this thing that the West Coast has, the Bay Area has. You know, we can have that here in Tucson with Oral Valley being a big part of it. I love that. The innovation, just the different types of concepts that are coming in. It's not just growth, but it is what you call smart growth. You're bringing in the correct businesses for the community that's going to bring the money there for small businesses. So it's all kind of putting it together it and like that putting, little puzzle together. And the result of it, Jamie, is that you can sell more insurance there. <laughs> and that the I'm rest, gonna have to go up there. And yeah. that the restaurants will be more successful <laughs> exactly. year round. And that our schools will be adequately, you know, peopled with children. I mean, it all ties together and we have to make sure we understand that the dots connect. I one hundred percent am excited to see what's going to come of this i'm i just can't wait it's just going to grow and it's going to blow my mind i know and we're nearing the end of my show so i usually just have one question um the chamber does so many different types of events and venues and helps the community in so many different ways martin what is the favorite project that you've worked on or way that you've helped the community in oro valley in the past few years you know, I just like being part of this team. Okay. Um, you know, we bring four different perspectives and and the fact that we can watch a conversation go to development, go to growth, go to positives in the community, uh, it's fun to be part of that formula. Right? I Excellent. I don't like just giving my opinion on things. And Dave touched on this in the very beginning. The reason why he's involved in the chamber is he can be an active member in his community. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of people who talk a lot. And we have an opportunity to really share and help and make a difference. And so is there a specific project? I, I'm a piece of this puzzle too. So I don't have anything in particular. Uh, I love helping small businesses, but I, I love all the members of all sizes. We really have some terrific, terrific people who care about our community, no matter what the size of their business is. And so I, I enjoy that, and that kind of skirted the question. It's okay. I'm going to ask Dave here in a second, too, see what he comes up with. <laughs> but I love it. I, so your favorite project is you working on the projects. Thanks for saying that my favorite project is me. <laughs> that made me sound really good. I, I appreciate that. Well, it's truth. You like to help everything, and you're a piece of the puzzle, so you are a part of the projects that are happening. Yes. So it's it kind of, in a way, works itself. Dave, how about you? My favorite project? Project, community, that, uh, community opening that you've done, anything that you've done to help the community grow. What brings you pride in what you've done? Well, I, I think I'd say this, and I certainly don't want to take the credit for this, but... Eight years ago, our chamber was a sort of non-factor in the community, and 
people saw it as failing and they didn't see that it was providing value or providing service. And now people say to me, and I'm very humbled by this, that we do make a difference and we have become a relevant organization. And that really makes me feel good and it keeps me going. It's a testament to your leadership, quite Well, frankly. and and yet I, I've got a great board of directors and mm -hmm. I want to talk about my staff too, where, you know, I'm Toward, this is my last full-time job. You know, I'm not going to do another full-time job after this. And I I feel like I'm trying to help Martin to develop and grow as a as a person and as an employee, more as an employee. He's already a person. <laughs> and, and Kristen and Duane and, you know, other people that have worked for us over the years. I want to impart on them what I know and try to teach them that, you know, this is important stuff. And if you do it well, you will be rewarded. Yes. And that our community and our business community will thrive as a result. I love it. I love it. Well, that is all we have for Connecting Tucson with Jamie here at the Stewart Title Studios. If you like the show, please let us know. You can find all the social media links and today's information for the Greater Oro Valley Chamber of Commerce on the TucsonBusinessRadioX.com site. Go to Connecting Tucson with Jamie. Or you can go to my social media sites as well. As always, don't be afraid to step out of that comfort zone and make a new connection. Shake a hand, get to know your neighbor. You never know where it might lead. Until next time, this is Jamie Overturf with Farmers Insurance. Keep on making unique connections, Tucson. <laughs>